Is your identity reflected in your handwriting? When you were a kid, you went to school. Well, most of us. We were all told to write a certain way. How should we dot the I's and cross the T's? But the thing is, none of us continue to write that way. The variation between how you were taught to write and how you actually write gives psychological information about the individual. So in essence, everything from your brain travels through to your hand and onto the paper. Experts looked at thousands of samples from alcoholics to addicts to high achievers. They looked for patterns and now graphologists have come to certain conclusions. What, what are those? What sort of conclusions? Well, if your G looks like a felon claw, meaning sharp and curved like the claw of an animal, this means there's deep-rooted guilt. Experts reveal that 80% of criminals they analysed wrote their Gs like the felon claw. Hang on a second. Are you saying that all my teachers, they knew exactly what I was thinking and all my secrets, my dark Not twisted... just your teachers, Dave. Your wife as well. She can tell a lot about you by your handwriting. And what have you seen? I'll tell you what I've seen, sunshine. You're a narcissistic sociopath with psychopathic erotic tendencies, you little bugger. Rob, you need to be quiet. I feel you've been far too spunky recently. I wasn't exactly going to word it like that, but... Yes, all of the above do apply. I'm quite a licentious beast. How do you put up with him, Angela? How? Well, I'm not giving you foot massages, am I? That does help, but for the most mm. part, he does stay in that shed out back. You're literally in the dog ass, mate. Yeah, it's better than looking like a dog. Dave? Was that aimed at me? Well, it wasn't aimed at Angela. She's an absolute beauty. Rob, don't listen to him. He's just lashing out and you do not look like a dog. Well, well, I thought people liked dogs. Exactly. People do like dogs. Yeah, see, I was complimenting him. Oh, this is a fun game. What kind of dog would you be? I think, Rob, you'd be a Labrador because they're loyal and they're friendly. Oh. And, well, everybody loves a Labrador. Can I just remind everybody that we're recording this podcast and we've got a guest waiting to join in? And, Rob? How many times have I told you to ignore Dave? Right. Dave, stop distracting me. Okay, I'll try. You better. Right, ready when you are. Okay. Please welcome our special guest for today's episode, someone who has analysed handwriting from politicians to celebrities to royalties. And my most favourite part, she can tell us about what jobs or partners would be compatible She's a graphologist and a psychotherapist. You must be happy. Why? Well, you need a new therapist, don't you? Yeah, thanks to you, Dave. And there's no shame in admitting that you need therapy. Mental health is a real thing, Dave. Anyways, please welcome Emma. Rob, let her in. Come on in, Emma. Don't be shy. Hi there. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. Good to be here. Hey, up, Emma. Nice to meet you. I'm Rob, that's Angela, and that's Dave. 
Uh, yeah, be careful with that one, Emma. Hello, lovely to meet you. I'm so glad you could join us. I am so excited to be speaking with you today, Emma. How are you? I'm very well and it's my pleasure to be here. I'm excited as well. We've been so looking forward to this episode with you today, Emma. I have so many questions to ask you and we have some handwriting samples, including mine, which you will have a look at and analyse in this episode. I also want to talk about your wonderful book, Reading Between the Lines. But before we dive in, I want to ask you this loaded question, which I ask all of my guests. So, Emma, who are you when no one's looking well, I think when, I, when no one's looking, I'm just the same sort of 12-year-old girl that I was 150 years ago with the same sort of insecurities and worries and, you know, my head in the fridge eating chocolate and uh, you know, being anxious about all sorts of things in the world, some of which I can control, some which I can't. Wow. I think we have so much in common just by listening to yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love a flake and a crunchy. Uh, now, I do agree with you on that. A crunchy is a prime time snack. I would say it's probably the best chocolate bar out there. The delicious golden crunch wrapped in melted chocolate. Only 50p a pack. 50p? Where are you getting it from? Just use the code DAVE666. Dave? What? Is this another undeclared ad? No, now that one I actually do just really, really love crunches. That being said, I mean, if Crunchy wanted to, I mean, throw me a little bone, I'd be more than happy to promote it properly. Essentially, what we've just worked through is that there's nothing wrong with being that 12-year-old girl and treating yourself to some chocolate. So, Emma, can handwriting really tell us about the person's identity and reflect their personality? Yeah. Um, handwriting is um, really the window to the mind and the window to how we operate in our personality, our character. And we are using fine motor coordination when we pick up a pen or a pencil. And so it's not the hand that's, that's working the pen, it's the brain. Mm. And so every nuance of the personality, of the character, how we're feeling that particular day, physically or mentally, emotionally, comes out in the handwriting. Handwriting changes all the time, depending on the time of the day and what, what's just happened to us, what's about to happen to us, how we feel, who we're writing to, or even who we're writing about. And um, with a bit of handwriting, I can tell a lot about the person. I can't tell what sex they are, can't tell what age they are, and I can't tell if they're right or left-handed. But other than that, given enough time and enough handwriting, I can say most things that would be important to people. That is fascinating. I really wish I'd brought in some of our Dave's handwriting now. I know. What happened, Angela? You were going to bring in those love letters for today's episode. Uh, yes, uh, there's actually a story there. I, I didn't bring the letters because, well, me and Dave had a bit of a falling out about them. Basically, Dave was a little bit upset that I was going to bring in those love letters. I wasn't upset. I was wronged. Um, you, you were upset? I don't get upset. Look, you're only embarrassed because it's the nicest thing you've ever said. Look, I don't think they need to know about the lies that you wrote pretending to be me. I didn't write those love letters and everyone knows that. Oh, Dave, stop it. You're not 12 years old. Grow up. There were lovely letters and sometimes they even rhymed. Oh, we've got a William Blake here, have we now? My God, woman, I can't believe you're telling people about this. Well, Angela, not to worry. We can send a sample of Dave's handwriting to Emma later. Yeah. Emma, you have a service 
where people can send you their handwriting samples and you will give them a reading. How can our listeners get in touch if they want to get their handwriting analysed? Well, the, the listeners can get hold of me on my website, which is emmabache.com, B-A-C-H-E. And uh, you'll find my email address and you can email me and you can download a sample of your handwriting and tell me what sort of report you want. And I can do for um, a reasonable price. I can give a little thumbnail sketch of personality or even a compatibility between um, two people, whether it's um, <gasps> partnership, business or personal and I can help with uh, perhaps what sort of career somebody should be in. So you can literally read people like Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, yes I can. Would it be appropriate to send you some of my husband's handwriting? Well, I'd rather you got his permission first, unless you're thinking of going through a divorce. I don't know, what do you think? Um, I mean, either option works for me. Dave? Yes, dear? Do I have your permission? You simply do not, no. Okay, well, the answer to that one then is uh, divorce. You have my permission. Yes, you have my permission. Fabulous, brilliant. I'll be in touch. Excellent. I'll look forward to it. Right, Emma, uh, just asking for a friend here, but uh, are you able to find out if someone likes you? Rob, you can't use this to stalk your, your crush, you know, it's not appropriate. Oh, shut up. I'm asking for John. When you say like or dislike, um, I can sort of tell what what talents the person might be inclined to have. But I mean, I'm not going to be able to say this person loves sausages and this person hates beetroot, for instance. Um, and I can't even, you know, even when it comes to jobs and things, I can see what they perhaps should be going into. But we don't always follow what we really need to do in life, do we? So what I'm trying to say is that I've got a card for my birthday. Can I send you that card? As he wrote himself. I did not. Um, card is more difficult for me to analyse than paper because, of course, it's thicker and so I can't feel the pressure. But yes, I do have to, I have to analyse on all sorts of uh, mediums, so that would be absolutely fine. Emma, don't worry yourself. Rob does not have a single birthday card. Oh, don't be daft, Dave. You sent me one. That wasn't me, that was Angela. She just wrote my name in. I'm so glad you got the card. Did you like it? I did, even though it was a few months late. But never mind, it's the thought that counts. So if my friend spends all day in the night at the office and constantly typing and doesn't write that much, how accurate of a description of their personality can you get? Yeah, it's the marks on the paper I'm looking at, not how experienced they are at writing. Emma, in today's world, I feel we're finding it really difficult to judge other people and also judge ourselves. And everything is happening so fast. Well, yes, so, I mean, apart from your love life, uh, it's not exactly moving at all, is it? Oh, Dave, your love life is slowing down rapidly every time you speak. Is he in trouble, Ange? I don't get into trouble. I am trouble. Well... We'll find out very soon, Dave, after this recording, who's really in trouble. Um, sorry about him, Emma. What I'm trying to ask is, can graphology solve the identity crisis? It certainly will. And and I think we're living, you know, with the digital age and social media, we're living in an age of uh, narcissism. And we, we, we live for likes and retweets and all this sort of mm. thing. And so we can pretend that we're somebody that we're not. But uh, the great thing about handwriting and other forms of psychology is that actually I can get right to the root of personality. 
and I can um, clear away all the crap, really. I can clear away all the sort of facade that people have developed, which can be enlightening or it can be frightening. And talking about intuition, it's something that I've talked about in the very first episode in this series. Would you agree with me, Emma, that by following your intuition, you're staying true to your identity? But not everyone follows their intuition, I mean, including my past self. Why do you think that is? Intuition is what we're all born with. And I think in this modern day of um, uh, technology and social media, it's it's more difficult for us to use our intuition because we've got our head in an iPhone or a laptop or we're checking our social media constantly. And so we're not really looking or engaging or communicating with people as we should. So graphology is a really good way of of kickstarting our intuition again and to look at somebody's handwriting to gain a snapshot of their personality. So intuition is really important, but not everybody uses it. As well. and, we, and I just think that, you know, as a society, we're using it less and less, which is dangerous, actually. It's not keeping us safe anymore. Dave, I hope you wrote some of that down. I did, actually. I, yes, I, I did, I did. And I was thinking about Rob as well, my dear friend, who often seems to be sitting in the corner looking on his phone, playing with himself rather lonely and despondently. I think he's just trying to avoid you, to be honest. Yes, you're like everyone else on the planet. So if I stop texting my friend and go and see him instead, that'll influence me. Well, it may influence him as well. Yeah, I think I think it's some. It's what it's what we're meant to do as human beings, isn't it? Yeah, we we need that interaction together, don't we? Emma, why does handwriting change so much over time? Because my handwriting is transforming every day. And I noticed that I've started to write really fast, really scribbly these days. Why do you think that is? I think that's the drink and drugs more than the um, evolving. Well, dr- drink and drugs would certainly affect the handwriting. Remember... You see, Suman? Shut up, Dave. If I'm analysing someone's handwriting, it's how they are at that particular time. So, you know, if I met you today and then I met you in a month's time, I might see subtle differences in your character, not necessarily your personality, but how you're feeling and, you know, your health, psychological and physical is um, is involved in that and just how we're feeling emotionally. But your personality may change if something major happens in your life. I can't wait for you to read my handwriting now and learn more about myself. And also talking about signatures, what can they tell about the person? Yeah, the signature is like your, um, it's like your shop front or your business card. It's how you want to be seen by other people. So it may or may not represent how you really are, but it's quite interesting for graphologists to compare signature with the main body of text of the handwriting. And your book, Emma, Reading Between the Lines, I mean, fantastic title, by the way, uses real-life examples, including celebrity samples. Tell us more about that. So um, I've got some members of the royal family. I've got some celebrities dead and alive. Um, I've got some politicians, um, including some that are very relevant, unfortunately. Oh, my goodness. Did you manage to get Donald Trump? I've got Trumps, but I've also got Putins. So I think that who's a little bit more relevant right fantastic. now. Fantastic. No, Dave, not fantastic. I wonder, Dave, if you have similar handwriting to Donald Trump. Possibly, possibly. Most great men do carry certain traits. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but you've definitely got some personality traits. 
And there are so many great reviews about your book, Emma. I've been so intrigued. And I've been reading the book myself. Been I... reading, so not finished. Yeah, thanks to you, Dave. You've been distracting me all this week. Look, you need to start prepping for these things properly. I mean, it's... I'm well, the so... thing about my book is actually you don't have to read it from cover to cover. You can dip into it because each chapter is sort of standalone. Although it does work better if you read it from cover to cover. Well, I'm so excited. A little something that you don't know about me is that I've just started running a book club and your book, Emma, is going to be the first one our book club does and we're so excited. I'm flattered. Thank you very much. That's great. Where's your book club? It's online. It is, like most things these days. It's going to be online. Make sure you use this book on Dave, Angela. Uh, Yes, that's Friday night date night. Oh my God, really? Dave, it's going to be really good for you and we're going to learn so much about each other. Hmm. So you mean that I might be able to tell about people's lives from their handwriting? Yes. I didn't think of that. I did not think of that at all. This could be put to great use, great use indeed. (gasps) Oh dear, oh dear, no. Mm, Yes, excellent. Okay, book club. Let's do it twice a week till we finish this book. I'm down. No, that's a different sort of job, I think. Well, uh, let's not worry too much, everyone. Dave doesn't have the attention span to read a full book. Now, uh, back to Emma. What I wanted to ask was, how long does it take to train to be a graphologist? Well, I trained for three years. So, But on the other hand, I'm still learning. You know, um, every client that I meet, every handwriting that I look at is still part of my education. And Emma, you are also a psychotherapist. Tell us more about that. How does that go hand in hand with being a graphologist? Well, I've been a graphologist for a very long time. And then after I've been a graphologist for about nearly, I don't know, 18, 19 years, I suddenly thought I'm being used as a psychotherapist as well, because people would say, okay, this is, you say, this is what I'm like, but why am I like that? And it certainly broadened my understanding of people's personalities. It was a useful addition to my skills, I think. Now, for the most awaited part of today's episode, we are going to share some very interesting handwriting samples, including mine. Amazing. And Emma is going to analyse them. Okay, uh, Rob, as you're the host, can you enable me to share my screen? Right. Hang on, how do I do that? Uh, I'm not very techy. Rob, what are you doing here? What's your actual role if you're not really doing any tech stuff? You can't really play an instrument as far as I know. Dave, be quiet. Rob, there should just be a button there to enable me to share my screen. Can you see it? I think you'll need to request it first, don't you? Um, no, I think you can just give me permission, can't you? What if I make you the host instead? Actually, I'd better not do that. The recording might not convert properly. God, a world of Simpson incels. I'd like to see you try this, Dave. Yeah, Dave, be supportive. Go on, Rob, you can do it. We believe in you. Oh, yes, let's support everybody and give them taking part achievement medals. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I think that would be lovely. Oh, I used to love getting them at school. Have you figured it out, Rob? Uh, did that work? Uh, I'd... No. Come on, Rob, we're all behind you. I'm not. Uh, oh, what can you see on your screen? I'm just pressing all the fucking buttons here. Is it working? I I think that is the trick to technology, yeah. Did this work? Um, no. I cannot believe I'm missing a day golfing with Trump for this. It's ridiculous. He asked me to come to Miami yesterday, and I said, no, I've got a podcast to do. Okay, Rob, if you click on participants, 
And then find my name in there. Couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery. I mean, you're worse than the Labour government. It's ridiculous. Shut up, Dave. It's his fault. Rob, he winds Rob, me up. Rob, take a breather, okay? Breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Brilliant. Do you feel more relaxed now? Just a bit. I'll be even more relaxed if we kick Dave out this meeting. Uh, well, we can arrange that as well, but for now, let's just see if we can get this sorted. Uh, what if you click on my name and then go to more options? Right. And then you should be able to give me permission. Did it work? Oh, yeah, it's worked. Oh, brilliant. Well done, Rob. Okay, so we're now looking at my handwriting sample. Emma, first impressions? Right, it looks quite heavy pressure. So you're somebody who takes life. Um, it doesn't go over your head. You can get quite stressed over things. If you look at the baseline, it's quite up and down. So you get bored very easily. You can be perhaps a little bit moody, but you're very creative. Um, you like to be involved in absolutely everything that's going on. You can be quite secretive when it comes to your personal life and you don't trust people that easily. But when you do, you do. Um, your signature is much um, faster than the rest of your handwriting. So you want to come across as somebody who's more relaxed than you really are. You got all that just from reading those lines? Yeah. And also, you're, you're more creative than you are attention to detail. You need somebody else to do the detailed work for you, but you're very good at seeing the bigger picture and the long-term plan. Based on my handwriting, Emma, what career advice would you give me? What should I be doing? So, something where you can use your imagination, you can use your skills. Um, you, you've also, you've got those long lower zone strokes. If you look at lazy and dog and everything else, you're very caring. You're, you're better at looking after other people than you are yourself. So you need to be with others. But as I say, attention to detail isn't um, your thing. So you're probably not going to be um, good at something which maybe is more mathematical, like being an accountant or whatever, but you're a people person and um, you're generally enthusiastic over what you do, but you can feel, you can get quite down in the dumps sometimes. You need to be around other people. Okay, that's good to know that I've not wasted my life. Well, 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 she didn't say you didn't waste your life. I think it's pretty obvious that she hasn't wasted a life. I think that sounds exactly like you, Suman. Well, you know, my signature has changed. Initially, it was just a curvy S with a cross. Um, but now I write my first name. At the time when I changed my signature, I wasn't introduced to the concept of graphology. So I didn't realise that I was doing this because I was actually becoming more confident and started to become more comfortable with who I was, my identity and where I wanted to go in life. Okay, now we have some other handwriting samples for you, Emma. Which one do you want to analyse first? You can pick your favourite one. My favourite one is, um, it's difficult to describe if, uh, I'm not allowed to say who it is, but um, they've written the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. They've written it twice and um, each time it's taken two lines. I think it was the final one you sent to me and it's not on lined paper. Okay, that's sample number four. 
What can you tell us about this person? Well, this person is, because uh, we, we, when we were talking about anxiety and we were talking about moodiness, this person is even more anxious, Suman, than you are. Um, and there's, um, uh, there's a hesitancy. It's quite a, although it looks quite speedy, it's not, it's quite slow. So they have a lot of self-doubt about them, but they've got a very interesting mind. Uh, they're very intuitive. Um, they can be, um, slightly sharp with people sometimes if they don't agree with them they're impatient um they're impa they can be impatient with others but they're never boring there's um something quite sort of interesting and um exciting about their personality and they're quite a sort of sensuous individual so they enjoy the good things in life amazing and what advice would you give them what advice would i give them yeah, personal or professional advice. What career should they be in or what should they be looking for in their life partner? Well, career-wise, I think that they're, they're, they should be self-employed. I think they get on well working on, not necessarily all on their own, but, but because they've, they're very much an individual and not particularly a team player, they would probably, self-employment would be right for them. But they've got a lot of charm and they've got um, a lot of wit and uh, charisma. So I think people would enjoy them, but from a um, from the fact that they're sort of working on their own. Life partner, I think probably they'd need somebody who to um, maybe stabilize their um, strong imagination. So somebody a little bit more grounded, perhaps. Brilliant. Emma, I have a special request about sample number two. And their signature in particular is quite interesting. It looks like their signature is made up of their initials. It's not very legible. I, I can't even make out what the, what the actual initials are. What is this person not telling us, Emma? Well, this has been written on lined paper, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, line, somebody who chooses lined paper tends to be a bit of a perfectionist because they're not giving themselves the chance to really show how they would use the, um, how they would use the space up. So if I was um, analyzing professionally, I would ask somebody to use non-lined paper. For this, it's fine. Um, this is somebody who is, um, they are a perfectionist. They, there's quite a big middle zone, which is like the small letters, the R and the O. So they don't like to be, um, they don't like to be surprised by things. And it's a very vertical handwriting. So they take their time over things. It's quite slow. It's quite deliberate. Um, they, they look for stability in their life, but their signature looks like a coiled spring and it is illegible and it's got the, and it's got this rightward slant so they want to come across as perhaps a little bit more enigmatic a little bit more emotional and mysterious than they really are it's almost as though they're trying to hide the the stability within for whatever reason oh my god i could just listen to you all day emma <laughs> this is so fascinating don't you think guys oh i really want my handwriting done now is that sentence a good test to use on anybody? Um, 
Yes and no. You, the reason why you've used it is because it has every letter in the alphabet, but I would normally ask somebody just to tell me what they've written for breakfast, because the thing is, if you're having to think about what you say, you sort of slows the handwriting down, and it's a bit like copying something from a book. So I don't need anything personal, but they can just say anything they want, and it tends to be a bit truer. It's a bit, you know, but it can be in a foreign language. It doesn't, I don't have to be able to read it. Okay, next is signature number two on our screens. Signature number two here has, um, they've drawn a line through their name. And that's often somebody who can appear to be quite confident, but for whatever reason, they don't, they don't really like themselves that much because they've, they've actually crossed out their name. Emma, which one of these signatures catches your attention the most? Well, that one does because because I would think what's going on there, and it's and it's quite angular. So there's quite a lot of um, there's quite a lot of angst and tension, which they direct themselves, not to other people. Mm. Um, the signature number three is very loopy. There's a lot of emotion there, so they want people to know how emotional they are and how um, idealistic they are. And um, there's also um, it's very tall up a zone. They want people to know that they're cleverer, that they're intelligent, that they're knowledgeable about things, which may or may not be the truth. Um, and then signature number four is um, quite confused. It's, it's hiding the personality. Again, they want to be seen as um, a little bit more secretive, perhaps they are, but it's non-aggressive. It's all, it's all about curves. So it's, it's emotion, not anger. Signature number five um, looks as though it may have been written on an unstable surface because it's a bit wobbly there. Um, and there are a lot of angles there. So, so they want to come across as um, very determined. Signature number one has got, has got, if you look at the capital A, it's like they've tied it in a bow, very secretive. They don't want people to know how they really are. Um, and there's, they've done it again in the um, end of the signature as well. So it's, and there's quite a lot of angles. So for whatever reason, they want to hide their personality. They want to create a, a facade. Hmm. Was that you, Rob? No. Promise, I didn't write any of them. Are you sure? Positive. I think it's clear who wrote that. I did not. You have no proof. Bobby. Davey. Bobby. Davey. Okay, that's enough. Thank you, Dave and Rob. Emma, the interesting thing is I do know some of these people and that is so accurate. That is amazingly accurate. And for me, what's really thought-provoking about the samples we've analysed today is that most of them are very secretive people and a sense that they don't want to be seen as who they really are. And it also makes me think, is it because we're living in a society that worships materialistic success and sets these unrealistic standards? For example, if you're a woman, you must do this. If you're a man, you must be like this. And there's so much pressure to confirm to a certain way of life or else people feel like they're going to be excluded by society. Yeah. I want to do something special for our listeners. I want to buy them an exclusive hand-signed copy of your book, Emma. All they have to do is share this episode with one of their friends and like our Instagram page. Who are you when no one's looking for their chance to win? So, Rob, oh, get in. You're listening, John. 
Oh, I'm sure he is, Rob. Yes. Oh, he's right there, is he? Oh, yes, he's sitting next to you. I'm sure he's always with you, isn't he? Living in your head, your lovely imaginary friend. Do you know what, Rob? I think one day you should just let Dave talk to John because then that'll clear the doubt. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll introduce you to. He won't like you. He might not even want to talk to you because you're, uh, you're a nothing but a little, little shit. Now, Rob, why would you say that? I mean, for all our differences, we do get on a little bit at least, and I do still think you have somewhat of a grub. But I mean, there's no reason we can't. A what? A grub. A snivelling, crawling little insect larvae. But look, there's no reason that we can't get on despite our differences. Calling me a slug? I called you a grub, not a slug. What's the difference? Well, I mean, grubs are slightly more accepted in society. Oh, now, I don't think that's a nickname that should stick. It's not very nice. Rob the grub. Rob the grub. Well, don't chant Rob it. Rob Rob, if you hear another word out of his mouth, you have my full permission to mute him. (sighs) Sorry about him, Emma. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. I feel like I have learned so much about myself and my strengths. And I feel like... what are they? (sighs) Um... Well, she's creative. I heard a lot of silence there. We've got one, we've got creative. And what else? She's got empathy. And also people, person, caring. There's a lot of positives there. Okay, so she's basically like a large Labrador. (gasps) She's bouncing around, being nice. Labradors are lovely. I didn't say they weren't lovely. I just said they maybe shouldn't be producing a podcast. Um, I think we've established that that's exactly what Zuman should be doing. Thank you so much once again, Emma. My pleasure. It's been great fun. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Cheers, Emma. Bye. Bye.